Welcome back to Love Murder Current Affairs, our show about the cases of love gone fatally wrong that are in the news right now. Today, we're going to start with Andy giving you updates in two cases we've covered recently. The first was the shocking attempted murder-suicide in which a California doctor drove the family Tesla off a 250-foot sheer cliff in early January. Miraculously, the family, including the doctor, Dharmesh Patel, his wife Neha, and their two children, a seven-year-old girl and a four-year-old boy, survived and were able to be rescued. Absolutely incredible. Unbelievable. When we left the story, Dharmesh had been transferred from the hospital to a jail cell and had been charged with three counts of attempted murder. Two of those counts had enhancements of domestic violence, great bodily injury, and more. On Thursday, February 9th, Patel entered a plea of not guilty. The San Mateo Deputy District Attorney, Sean Gallagher, however, said that the evidence is significant. As we discussed previously, that evidence includes footage from a nearby tunnel that shows the incident, as well as eyewitnesses that said that they didn't see any brake lights or indications that Patel tried to slow down before going off of the cliff. The evidence for the prosecution also included initial statements from Neha, which when rescuers reached them, that her husband had intentionally tried to kill them. Interestingly enough, local news outlets are reporting at the Thursday hearing Neha herself requested that her husband not face prosecution. Oh, that's Mm. crazy to me. Yes. Deputy DA Gallagher told the court that it wasn't unusual for domestic violence victims to not want to cooperate. And also that even without her testimony, quote, we believe we have sufficient evidence to prove the charges beyond a reasonable doubt. A preliminary hearing is now scheduled for March 20th. Ugh, poor Neha. I know. I mean, we talk about that all the time with domestic violence victims. I mean, it's... It's hard. You know, he probably, they're all recovered now and he is probably vulnerable and perhaps he is mentally unwell and does need help and treatment. But And also maybe she relies on him for financial security. We don't know the details. Uh, This is a heartbreaking case only made better by the fact that luckily she and her children survived. Yes, yeah. So now they need to just do what's best for their family as a whole, obviously. So next up, Jesse. Another update this time in the case of Victoria Nazirova. Victoria was one of the two doppelgangers from last week's Current Affairs. I think that was my favorite Current Affairs so far. (laughs) Doubly my favorite. Victoria has quite a wild story, including being wanted by Interpol for the murder of a Russian woman she had moved next door to and befriended, as well as being suspected of frequently drugging and robbing men in New York City. Over the past few weeks, however, she was on trial for another one of her alleged crimes, the drugging and attempted murder of friend Olga Svik. At the time of the crime, Victoria and Olga looked quite similar. The prosecution argued that Victoria tried to murder Olga in order to steal her Ukrainian passport and new U.S. employment card. She tried with poison cheesecake, right? Yeah. Oh, boy. Brutal. While Victoria remained defiant throughout her trial, she was ultimately convicted of attempted murder, assault, unlawful imprisonment, and petty larceny. She will be sentenced next month and face as much as 25 years in prison. Wow, I'm so glad that she was found guilty. Uh, yeah. (laughs) She put so many people through hell. Seriously, it's, it's time. Now we turn to one of the more wild and horrific cases that we've heard in the last year. Trigger warning for extreme violence, sexual violence, and dismemberment. 
Every day, accused criminals are brought before the courts to try to prove their innocence or to answer for their crimes. It's not every day, however, that one of those individuals physically assaults their own defense attorney. Uh, what? (laughs) This week, you may have seen what has become an extremely viral video of a young woman in handcuffs and an orange jumpsuit attacking her own lawyer in court. The attorney puts his hands above his head to try to protect himself before a nearby deputy pulls her off and wrestles her to the ground, ultimately laying his full body weight on her to try to restrain the thrashing woman as she kicks and pulls her legs and oddly bare feet around him. I mean, this is some like MMA stuff right here. Wait, why is she barefoot in jail (laughs) or in the courtroom? (laughs) I have no idea. Okay. It ultimately would take two more deputies to fully restrain the woman and get her to calm down. When she does, the video shows her asking, what happened? One of the deputies responded, you went off on your attorney, Taylor. You went crazy on your attorney. Um, did she black out? Or is she setting up a defense? The woman in the video is Taylor Shabiznis. She is a 25-year-old Wisconsin woman who is accused of murdering and dismembering a 25-year-old man. Oh, no. I know. Let's zoom back to try to understand the absolutely shocking events that led to the scene in the courtroom. On February 23rd, 2022, so just about a year ago, a Green Bay, Wisconsin mother was awoken between 2 and 3 a.m. by the sound of a slamming door in her house. She went downstairs to her basement to check out the sound, and she saw that a light had been left on. And then she made a, a, a truly horrific discovery for anyone, anyone, uh, but even more horrifying for a mother, because what she found was her son's severed head in a bucket. What? Police uh... rushed to the scene, and based on information gained there, were led to another location— the home where Taylor Shabiznis lived. When they arrived, they found Shabiznis covered in dried blood. In her van was a kitchenware box that had more body parts in it, including legs. Far from repentant, Shabiznis's comments were extremely disturbing. When they asked Shabiznis what happened, she said, that is a good question. She then told investigators they were, quote, going to have fun trying to find all of the organs. Back at the scene of the crime, police found dismembered body parts spread throughout the house, including his male organ in the bucket with his head and his torso in a gym bag. They also found the kitchen knives used in the crime. According to the police complaint, Shabiznis stated the plan was for her to bring all of the body parts with her, but she got lazy and only ended up putting the legs and feet in the van and she forgot the head. So WTF happened. According to the police's conversation with Shabiznis, she said that she and the victim, Shad Therion, had spent the day smoking meth together. At night, they began having sex that quickly turned violent. The violent sex that was consensual, allegedly, involved chains. And Shabiznis said that throughout the sex, she was blacking in and out. She said that they had previously experimented with consensual sexual asphyxia, but this time she, to use her words, just went crazy. Using the metal chain, she choked him until his heart stopped beating. 
After he died, she continued to sexually abuse his corpse before dismembering him. Yikes. According to friends and family, Shad was just a normal guy. He enjoyed camping and games, did wood carving, and worked with his father and grandfather at the family business. He was called a very kind and compassionate person who often thought of others before himself. Adding a twist to the whole affair, it was later revealed that Shabiznis had been wearing an electric monitoring device for an unrelated crime and removed it just hours before the murder. A warrant was issued for her arrest after she removed the ankle bracelet, but she wasn't found until she was found in connection with the murder, unfortunately. In April of 2022, Shabiznis was declared mentally competent to stand trial, something her team vigorously denied. At the time, Oxgen wrote, the state report's determination appeared to stun Shabiznis's defense attorney, Quinn T. Jolly, who appeared in court alongside his client this week. Jolly flatly rejected the state's findings and requested an independent evaluation be conducted. Another one of her attorneys said, her ability to understand the process and assist in her defense is still an issue in this case. We take our client's mental health seriously and are prepared to zealously advocate for our client. The attorneys also noted at the hearing that their client had previously been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. The charges against Shabiznis were first-degree intentional homicide, mutilating a corpse, and third-degree sexual assault. In July of last year, she pled not guilty. In a thread on Reddit, a user asked, how can she say not guilty with all the evidence against her? I mean, she even said herself what knife worked best and that she was lazy and forgot his head. The answer, of course, was that the plea was not guilty by reason of mental disease or defect. That plea importantly kicked off a whole new round of evaluations about whether Taylor was fit to stand trial. While the trial had originally been scheduled to begin in October of last year, that question of mental fitness lingered. The proceeding where she ended up assaulting her own lawyer had originally been scheduled so that Jolly could introduce testimony from an expert witness around whether Taylor was competent to stand trial. Jolly asked the judge to delay the trial around those issues just before he was attacked. In the wake of the attack, the judge did in fact decide to delay the trial. Meanwhile, Taylor's attorney, Quinn Jolly, has requested to withdraw from the case. Oh, no. I mean, I would, too, after being assaulted by my client. Yeah. What an absolutely unbelievable case. So it just has the sensational headlines that everybody can't help but pay attention to. Yeah. Not to mention this very convenient attack that may help prove her inability to aid in her own defense because she did say that line. Well, our hearts go out to Shad's family and all who's loved him and absolutely his mother. Until next time, I'm Jesse Prey. And I'm Andy Cassette. Signing off for Love Murder Current Affairs.